Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Baba, You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, the podcast where we dust off our very well-used Bibles and try to figure out why. I'm Tori. I'm a former evangelical, like, culture warrior type. And now I'm not that anymore, but I'm still very fascinated by the Bible. So I'm and still kind of intrigued by parts of it, especially the parts that make no sense, actually. Those are the most interesting to me now. So I have this podcast. I also have a co-host. Hi. My name is Justin. I, I too, was a former evangelical. It kind of feels like this is AA kind of thing. Like we're like, I a little bit former evangelical. Like still trying Except to AA kick, doesn't work. Still trying to kick that habit. <laughs> and much like AA, it does not work. It does not work. No, the, the, this is why we have this podcast. Um, <laughs> so that we can all get together and drink and commiserate over the weird things that we were taught and the weird things that we were taught that were, you know, like God's truth, like this, you need to know these facts, kids. Like Mm -hmm. that was the weird part, I think, especially Mm -hmm. like today we're going to talk about Jezebel, which who's who's a fascinating character, I think. But also, why did I need to know about this? (laughs) You know, right. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So and and it's it's weird because, you know, we both went to this school of of life called evangelical church, a white evangelical <laughs> church, I will add, mm-hmm. like, and, and we learned a lot of strange things about life and about our, this country, like alternative facts, I think would be the best way to describe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So we learned some alternative facts, you know, and it's, it's interesting because I feel like our, you know, this week in evangelicalism, uh, evangelicals are, are kind of like saying the quiet part, not, saying the quiet part out loud i feel like that's an old phrase at this point like we just it, yeah it feels like it's overused but it's also like you know like i think there was it's just not quiet anymore the, yeah. the part that used to be quiet might be more accurate you know they're trying to throw out the separation of church and state like get rid of that nonsense which i'm like if we want to have a critical examination of the bill of rights let's do that um mm-hmm. let's start with the second amendment like you know <laughs> We're gonna just throw things out right right yeah i mean i guess i guess numerically we would start with the first amendment but uh, you know uh, number number two is right there but not that i want to throw out the bill of rights but i'm just it's just interesting i feel like an evangelical reading of the constitution 
is very much like an evangelical reading of the Bible. They know mm-hmm. like the the hits, you know, like Jeremiah 2911, mm-hmm. the Second Amendment. But it's just kind of like helicoptered in, pulled out of context, and then like no clue as to like what the rest of the book is saying, I think. Mm-hmm. So evangelicals, mm, yeah. Yeah, they, totally. they, they treat the Bible like they treat the Constitution or vice versa. Yeah. They, you know, they read it poorly and inaccurately and take their own fan fiction version of it and say that that's right. reality. So I think I wanted to talk about that today it was just this weird revisionist history that we were taught as evangelicals as to like um, America and things. We have this new speaker of the house. Who's like, I guess trying to take America back for God. What was Mm -hmm. America ever God's Tori? I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. You know, I, I I was having a conversation with a friend earlier today about this subject (laughs) and I was talking about how we were taught. And I think this is true regardless of whether you went to like public school or like a private Christian evangelical brainwashing Academy that like we were all taught American history in these little like vacuum sealed tubes of like, here's an event. Here's a thing that happened. It was not connected to any other event and it had no other impacts beyond what we're going to describe to you here. Hmm. Here's the next vacuum sealed package Mm -hmm. of a thing that happened. And what's really interesting about that is it's very easy to then like create your own narrative in like the rest of the story, right? It's like we mm-hmm. get to fill in the other pieces. And I would say American schools as like on the whole, they used this particular method of teaching history because even though I'm constantly being yelled at by people on the internet who say, I have nothing to be ashamed of. I didn't own slaves. It's like, why are you screaming at me about not feeling shame? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're feeling something. Yeah. I don't know what you want to call it, but you're having a very extreme emotional reaction to something you say you didn't do. And so it's like, not to say that anyone now owns slaves. I mean, I'm sure there are a small handful of enslaved people in the country. That's not what I'm saying. Like, talking about the people who then benefited materially from that theft. And same with same same with land theft in in the US it's there you know. It's like well this is ours cuz God gave it to us. And when you put it that way, it's like well nobody can take it. Yeah. Right? If we have this because God, then you taking what you taking back what we stole is a crime against God. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, I mean like we were both fed a lot of this bullshit like from the jump and yeah it was like america is a christian nation and like you know they have their own textbooks and schools and colleges and graduate schools <laughs> and you know they're very sort of committed to this narrative and unfortunately i don't think that the us school system on the whole is giving people the tools to like combat mm-hmm. this cuz they're teaching it the same way yeah um, yeah. Just without the religious angle. Yeah. I, I work in educational publishing. Um, I'm not going to disclose too much about that other than to say states have a lot of say in what mm-hmm. goes into a textbook. And it's this interesting political dance between academic integrity and 
what state requirements are and state standards and things like that. It's, it is a delicate balance that, that has to be walked and what comes out the other end. And also it's not even like, like just because it's in a textbook doesn't mean that that's what's highlighted in a classroom. That doesn't mean that's what's Mm -hmm. picked up. That's not what's in the home. Like there's just, there's so many things that go into when you grow up the image that you get of what this country even is. And and there's a lot of mythologizing. Like I'm thinking about there was this Southern farmer that was just screaming about like how like, you know, I didn't fight for racism. My family didn't fight for racism. They fought to defend their farms, you know. And it was like, well, that like you stole the, the one that you stole Two, aspirationally, your family probably wanted to own slaves. They probably were shitty mm-hmm. farmers if they didn't own slaves. You know what I mean? Like they're probably poor, <laughs> Like you weren't unsuccessful as a Southern farmer, unsuccessful dirt farmers. <laughs> you, you were, your family was, unsu- yeah, they were, they were propagandized unsuccessful dirt farmers. Like that's what they were, you know, like, because I mean, and and I've actually seen like, you know, people that have done the research to be like, it was aspirational. Like it was something that if you didn't own one, you wanted to like, it was, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so that was, that was, that's like the whole culture of the South at the time was built around this institution. And, and, Uh and honestly, like you had this great reel on Instagram about like facts don't care about your feelings. Like, I mean, that's that these are just facts. Like I'm, I'm not trying to push an agenda by saying this. I'm not trying to like even disparage Southern people necessarily. It's just like, this is the way that it was. And, and we can wrestle with that history. And, and also like the founding fathers, like they were like an inch away from saying like, no gods, no Kings, only men. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like they were, they were mm-hmm. an inch away from, some of them were basically practically saying that like, yeah. you know, we, this is not a Christian nation. This is not founded on anything other than like blind providence, you know, and like, and, and it's, it was, it was, we're such a young nation. We have the writings, you know, mm-hmm. like we have them, mm-hmm. but they're like, well, you know, the Mayflower compact and, you know, those people were fleeing religious persecution, like uh, fleeing religious persecution to persecute you know like yes they were too fucking weird for europe and so they went over here and honestly that explains the religious history of the united states that like most of the religious people here early on were way too weird for europe they were they were yeah they were extremists they were separatists Separatists, i guess i should say i don't know if they used the word extremism back then um but yeah, no, they, they, they very much were. But, and I think that, that, that story of like, I don't know, the pilgrims or like the Mayflower or whatever gets very conflated with like the rest of American mm-hmm. history, even though that was like, how many hundreds of years was that before the At United States 100. became a country? And yeah, I think, I mean, I think it was, I think it was along in that. Yeah. 1620. So, so over a hundred yeah, years. Yeah. So almost, oh, almost close to 200 years. years. Before the Declaration of Independence. Mm. So, yeah, like America was not a twinkle in anybody's eye at this point. Mm. And, but that kind of, I think that that one story, for whatever reason, I mean, I guess for religious propaganda reasons, uh, gets conflated with like, this is, this is proof we've always been a Christian nation. And it's like the people that we called pilgrims were like, we can't be in this tolerant society. It's corrupting our children. We have to flee. Yeah. I, slavery as an institution predates the Mayflower Compact. I just realized that. <laughs> like in this country. Uh, yes. By, yeah. by a year. 
Um, <laughs> so, well, it's actually, it is, it is interesting because American history, like, a, like it is an amorphous blob before 1776. Mm-hmm. Like the way it's taught, at least it there's, yes. there's like, there was, there was native Americans, which are not really touched on indigenous people very much. There was colonists and then there was 1776. And there's really like the fact yeah. that there's almost 200 years of colonial history before mm-hmm. that point just is not mentioned. I mean, this is multiple generations of people like with different stories and interests and like it's different policies mm-hmm. that then became like state policies once they became states and stopped being, you know, whatever. It's like, oh, this the Virginia colony or who, who Jamestown or whatever the situation was. And I think I suspect I don't know this for a fact, but if I had to guess, it would it makes sense to me that those like 160 years or whatever it was between, you know, the the Mayflower and the Declaration of Independence. It makes sense that they that like people then would kind of want to ignore that. It's like we have to create a new mythology for ourselves collectively. We have to decide to tell ourselves a story about who we are, mm-hmm. right? And so I think it was probably politically expedient at the time <laughs> to not talk about that, like, you know, not talk about whoever showed up here first, which like I f- I feel like again. I know, like, I'm I'm very good with dates, but, like, that the way that was taught to me was so fucking messy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm just like, uh, sometime in the 1500s, some people got here. And no, but I mean, by, by, by the 1600s, like, there were a lot of settlements, a lot of, you know, European enclaves full of colonizers who were taking, you know, land and, and, you know, sometimes trading in good faith and sometimes not. But I think that, yeah, the story had to be that, you know, it's like, okay, we're this brand new nation and we just defeated the, you know, strongest military force to have ever existed on planet Earth up to this point or whatever. You know, definitely who, like the big bosses, like we beat the big boss level on the first try, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And so I think that, you know, there's probably some like some arrogance that was built into that piece of it as well. Because I mean, that is a big deal, even though like people like you and I understand that it was mostly luck. It was more than 50% luck that they won. Yeah, it was luck. And and the British being a little bit lazy, like it kind of not ex- having low expectations and then being like really kind of outmaneuvered. You know, again, that was that was still luck. That was still choices that like random British army people made. <laughs> no, it was God's guiding hand, Tori. But this is again, like this is the narrative, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, well, they couldn't have done it without God. Mm-hmm. Like the British army was like the largest army in the world at that point or like whatever British Navy. What were they good at back then? I don't even know. I mean, Navy was a big thing. They'd be, they defeated the Spanish Armada, like, I don't know, 50 or hundred years previously. And so it was just, it was a big, that was a big deal. Like, and so I get it. And, but it's also like, it's wild to me that again, we have records of like, 
Britain like talking about being stretched too thin and like, all right, let's just let it go. Like mobilizing an army and then fighting on another continent, just not their interest at the time, you know? So it's like, well, it was almost like a, it's kind of like when you defend your copyright, you know, like we kind of have to, Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. if we lose it, you know? Yeah. So it's interesting that that's how we're taught. And again, like it, it doesn't surprise me that we have a speaker of the house who's educated in this weird system being like, Mm-hmm. Or, you know, God, God's here, God's ordaining, you know, this whole thing. And it's like, well, that's that that flies in the face of the facts, because the, the dudes that founded <laughs> this country were not interested in God. You know, yeah. they were not they were yeah. interested. They were self-interested, certainly. Definitely created a system that, you know, divides common people and concentrates power amongst the wealthy. Yeah, no, I, I mean, know, I think like that, that, that's that makes good design sense. if that's your intent. but. I, I just find this interesting. And, and and again, like it's it's something that's like it's cute and kitschy and we can go like, ha ha ha. Aren't they so silly? Right. But it's like, well, but these silly people with these silly laws. ideas, ideas are making laws and yeah. are in are th- three from the president uh-huh. and have been the president and may currently be the president given Biden's like weird Israel stuff like. Mm-hmm. You know, Biden's like this nice kind of like progressive grandpa until you hit certain issues. And then it's like, hello. <laughs> wow, you still really think that Israel was a good idea. Great. Like, yeah, his whole speech about like, if Israel didn't exist, we'd have to make one like that. You did. Within your lifetime, you made one. And it's not going great it's for not, a lot of people. No, it's not. It seems like. No, it, not for the people, not for the Jewish people in Israel, not for the Palestinians. Right. No one's happy. Yeah, no, it's like they're getting, yeah, Israeli people are getting beat up too. It's not like there's no consequences for living on that particular patch of dirt and also yeah. having systemic apartheid as part of your country yeah you know you're gonna get hurt by that too i mean this is i say this all the goddamn time it's like white supremacy also hurts white people maybe not in the exact same ways Mm -hmm. but it does and i think very similarly you know colonialism apartheid like that's gonna hurt jewish people despite their jewishness Mm -hmm. that's going to hurt israeli people despite their belief in like well, this is actually ours historically this is ours Mm -hmm. you know and i think that it's like, okay, but whenever whenever you oppress people, it's like, yeah, they're going to fight back and do really awful, like commit atrocities because they don't have power. Mm-hmm. And it's like, indigenous people did this all over the United States, which again, we don't fucking talk about. No. Enslaved people did this all over the United States. Don't fucking talk about it. Haitian people did it and they beat France's ass and France is still punishing them for it. And 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 we are two hundred years later. We are too. Yes. Yeah. We're in on it. Uh huh. So yeah, it's not. It's like none of this is good for anybody. No. (laughs) But it's like, and no, we don't have to make anybody like a special. Here's your religious ethno state. Like we don't have to do that. Actually, like the world is a big place. We can get along because we're you know put your big boy pants on and deal with the fact that some people aren't like you. That's fine. Yeah. And and if and the sad thing is, if Palestine won like 300 years from now. The West would be making them pay for it. And if if Mm -hmm. Israel wipes Palestine off the map 300 years from now, they're going to be paying for it. 
you know, mm-hmm. like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and again, like, we're going to just continue like trying to have this revisionist history of like, you know, this is God's, this is always God's, this is interesting, you know, like, and that's, that's why I just, I, I wanted to talk about it briefly. Cause I just, I, it's interesting what we're up against because it's like, I, people will mm-hmm. just with a straight face be like, this was founded as a Christian nation. It's like John Adams, <laughs> who was there? <laughs> you know, like he signed the thing, signed, signed, the thing. signed the things, ran the thing like Hamilton has nothing on him, you know, like, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he's like, this is in no sense a Christian nation. Like, like we are yeah. not like, and he, and he himself, I believe was a Christian, you know? So it's not like yeah. he was Adams, Adams was some yeah. atheist that, you know, was had an agenda here. He's like, no, like we keep this shit separate for a reason because like, again, if you understand history, you know, about a hundred years before the Mayflower, there was a little thing called the Protestant Reformation. And there had been so many religious wars all throughout Europe that I think, I mean, somewhat wisely, they were like, we ain't fucking with that. Like, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. y'all do whatever mm-hmm. you want to do. You keep it out of the state at which, yeah. you know, I mean, I don't love a lot of what the founding of America was about, but like that I can get behind. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and absolutely. And that's the one thing people are like, uh, no, that's not true. They didn't really believe that. Right. They just wrote it down, but they didn't think it like they didn't believe it in their hearts. No. So it's different. Oh, God. It's kind of like saying that God put dinosaur bones in the ground to deceive us. Like the founders wrote about how this isn't a Christian nation to test our faith. Like, <laughs> it's like what? Oh, man. Yeah. I, feel, I mean, I feel like I feel like George Washington was very constantly confused about like, why? Why do people keep talking about this Christianity stuff? He's like, I've read the Bible. It's not that interesting, guys. Yeah, he was he was very much a like, honestly, I feel like George Washington believes believed very much as we believe on this podcast, which is God created the world and then fucked off. Like, <laughs> Uh-huh. Like, and now he's gone. Now he's now gone. He's, just gone. gone. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to go make another family somewhere else. And mm-hmm. y'all just figure it out. That, that's what that's what the deists believe, which was the majority of the founders. And, I, you know, that's the second thing I think I'll it's agree with them about. <laughs> strong argument. You know, not going to lie. I, you know, <laughs> you've, you've made a good case. You made your case, George. <laughs> like. I will t- I will take issue with your your prodigious use of slaves, but these this this idea I, I'll I'll be okay with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't know. It's it and it, again, it's gonna be. I feel like it's gonna be a continued topic around Thanksgiving tables and things like that. Just mm-hmm. you know, this Christian nation stuff, and it's um it's unfortunate, truly. Yeah, yeah. It's a waste because we forever have to litigate. Well. The United States was founded as a Christian nation. Well, abortion is murder, which means the state gets to use violence to force people to be pregnant. Like just basic body autonomy. It's like we're constantly relitigating that because we don't believe in mm-hmm. it. And it's like it's holding us back so much. And I think like the more that the more I travel, the more I'm like, uh, yeah, we're just fighting over shit until the ship goes down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this is very much like duck duck goose on the Titanic. That's what this is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it's like shit's falling apart, 
and we're right. like having to like uh, there was I've, I've probably brought this tweet up a dozen times i will continue to bring it up it's this tweet that's like the news is always like this like america has banned wheelchair ramps because they aren't in the bible and finland has made ice cream free for everyone like yes. you know like uh -huh. like we are just constantly and like and i don't i don't i don't love the young turks anymore they've taken a weird turn but they had this rant yeah, that was true. they had this very kind of epic rant about i just don't care about the bible i don't care what your little book says like right. like i don't want to have to learn it in order to make public policy mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. but but we have to yeah. like we have to, we you ha kind yeah. of have to in order to be conversant and literate in these weird yeah. conversations that are happening in the halls of power in this country uh-huh sigh mhm mm so yeah yeah and and that's i feel like it's not a this week in evangelicalism it's basically the point of evangelicalism which is to mm -hmm. seize power for jesus jesus needs a big army yeah he needs a big old one yeah because jesus didn't have an army last time he came and look what happened i don't know they got him and th yeah they got him i like people that don't get caught <laughs> <laughs> that was so fucked up that jesus so christ but it kind of feels like how evangelicals feel a little bit about Jesus yeah. too right now. Yeah. Like now, 2023, like it very much feels yeah. like they're just like, well, I like, I like lords and saviors that don't get caught. Yeah. You know, like actually when Peter cut that guy's ear off, like he had the right idea. Like, mm -hmm. like, yeah. And that's wild. Like to hear stories of pastors that like, just like preach the sermon on the Mount and then have people be like, Hey, that's kind of woke. Like, where'd you get this woke nonsense? Yeah. Like, you know, has wokeism infected our church? It's like, it's like, yes, it's called Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's called Jesus. Fucker, sit down. Yeah. Like <laughs> the only biblical character we mildly respect on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Yeah. So I, I imagine when we talk later about Jehu or whatever his name is, that, that he's like an evangelical. Jehu? 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 Yeah, we, we said we said Jehu growing up. I have no idea. Yeah, I think I've always said if you scholars. say it confidently, you're fine. So, yeah. All right. Well, I don't think we've solved anything, but I think we've maybe started a conversation and hopefully we can continue that conversation. And I don't know, hopefully we can. I, you know, I, I keep wanting to end on a positive note, like maybe we'll turn the ship around, but I'm like, I, I maybe we'll find a new ship. Hey, there you go. This isn't the only ship, guys. Good news. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough lifeboats, but this isn't the only ship. This isn't the only ship. <laughs> Sorry, I'm making this worse. I'm just going to stop talking. <laughs> I'm making this way darker than it needs to be. So, you know, I mean... It, Encourage your conservative uncle to actually read the Constitution, maybe. And the Bible. And the Bible. Actually read it. Because actually reading it um, is what made me liberal um, on both counts, actually. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, more than liberal, but we'll just use that term for Well, now. yeah, but moved moved you in that direction. Yeah, moved right. me away from evangelicalism. Well, actually reading the Bible and actually reading the Constitution. So encourage people to do that. And perhaps we will have a better society for everyone. Speaking of our better society for everyone, we're going to take a capitalism break and uh, we'll be back uh, with a little drinking game and to talk about Jezebel, who was not godless at all. 
1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Thanks, everybody, for taking a little capitalism break uh, with us. I hope your ad for back medicine, back pain medicine. I, I actually, I did get a... A military recruitment ad at one point uh, when I was listening, and I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know if I was like, I don't know oh, if I want to. Which branch of the military was it? It was, I think, it was just the army. Um, I mostly tuned okay. it out. I was like, really, really, you think our audience yeah. is the demographic? But I thought we'll about take your money and waste your time, though. Yeah, it was one of those like, do I adjust our ad settings or do I just take their money? I don't know, but yeah. So I, you, I hope it was helpful. I hope you laughed if it was odd and perhaps maybe you're going to get a good deal on a mattress. Who can say? So uh, if you want um, ad free episodes or if you just would like to support the show directly, you can join our Patreon, patreon.com slash go home Bible. Uh, that will also give you access to our Discord server. And if you give more than just the bare minimum, if you're like, I want to go above and beyond, you'll get a life verse and a few other things. Uh, we are really grateful for our patrons. Uh, they keep the lights on, keep the show running, keep our editor employed. And yeah, it's a good time. So, Tori. Hello. Hello. We're going to talk about Jezebel today. And I'm wondering, were you, ever, were you ever called a godless Jezebel? I was, yes, for getting tattoos. Oh, wow. I'm mm-hmm. sure Jezebel had exactly zero tattoos. By, uh, yeah, no, that was great. But it was like by somebody who was like InfoWars before InfoWars existed. Oh. So, yeah. Oh, no, it wasn't even me getting a tattoo. I posted a picture of a person who had a tattoo that I thought was pretty. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I got called Jezebel for this. And then I blocked them. Wow, you have the Jezebel spirit. I do. For posting just like a really beautiful tattoo with pretty colors. Yeah, fascinating. I, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I feel like I need to ask more questions. Like, did they think it was you? No, they didn't think it was me. I did write, this was on Facebook. I did write like whatever little caption I wrote. I was just like, I think this is stunning. It was a good, it was really well done tattoo. Mm-hmm. And it was like this, I don't even know how to describe it, but it was very clearly like this sort of large body of water, trees, mountains, rain clouds Mm -hmm. and it was just like this yeah it was perfect and so obviously like i'm like this is all my shit this is all 100 yeah and then my yeah my i've talked about this person on here before maybe in the last couple of episodes but yeah my uh friend of my parents decided to hop on and um yeah start just like calling me names he also asked me why i identified as black and not white since i'm half Mm, okay i was like again maybe he couldn't tell that it wasn't me because i was like because people have eyes Mm -hmm. (laughs) if i walked around saying i'm white people would be like you're dumb (laughs) there there is no just like are you serious right now anyway so he started going there's not like i wasn't like confused when i met you (laughs) You know, or saw you like it's not like, you know, 
are you white? Yeah. Well, wow. Geez. If you're from Africa, why are you white? Yeah. And so then one of his friends, who was one of our pastors, like previously, like before the church we went to before, he also jumped in. And I was like, I'm just blocking both of you motherfuckers. Like, I don't, I don't care what you think. Yeah. I know that you think that you have a right to people caring. And I just don't give any fucks about two old white guys rambling about how I'm a Jezebel and 9-11 was an inside job. Couldn't give two fucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they're probably enjoy the shouting people, into the void. I imagine they're also the people chanting like Jews will not replace us while also saying they stand with Israel and not understanding <laughs> the irony. You know? Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, I you know, that makes that makes a lot of sense. It does. It really does. I yeah, imagine the like, Venn diagram there overlaps cosplaying a lot. Passover and Jews will not replace us and I stand with Israel, therefore they are free to behave in any way that they want. Break international laws. Doesn't matter because, again, because God, that's the rules. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I. You can do atrocities when you're the good guy. Yeah. Because when you do it, it's not bad. Yeah. And I, I've, I've seen, I've, I mean, it's, it's, there's, there's quotes from Dune about this. There's like, I've seen it in mm. the air. It's just, there's a lot of like, when you think that God's on your side, mm-hmm. like there's nothing you won't do. Yeah. Like. I mean, because everything is excusable. Everything is forgivable. Um, this has nothing to do with Jezebel. It's just like, it, but it, it's like, that's the truth. And and it's and it's weird. Like, I don't know. This is like just side rant. It's weird that the assumption with a lot of these folks is like they just have access to everyone. Like, mm-hmm. the world is my flock. And mm-hmm. like, oh, you posted a tattoo? Well, I'm going to tell you exactly what I think about that. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, you posted something. Well, I have I have access to you. And I I mean, you could make the argument like, well, you posted it publicly. But it's like that doesn't. Oh, sorry. Posting publicly does not mean ac- free access to all opinions <laughs> like mm-hmm. or desire for yeah. everyone to comment. Yeah. Weird. Evangelicals are weird. So, well, I'm sorry that you received that odd. Oh, I love it. I mean, it's honestly, fine. Jezebel, I feel like is a flex at this point. That's fine. Hundred percent, and it like it didn't bother me back then, and I was like still in church, and I was like, whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm just gonna roll with it. If you want me to be a Jezebel, I think it's my goal to have made up someone your mind say I have a Jezebel a while spirit. Ago. A Jezebel spirit, yeah. I feel like that's a goal of mine now. Hmm. And the thing is, I like I I kind of feel bad that Jezebel didn't. You know, when she died, she probably wasn't like, oh, someday I'm gonna be a major fucking flex. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> which i'm not gonna lie sometimes i think about that and i'm just like i don't think that you know my life is particularly remarkable or that it will be particularly remarkable and i'm so very happy with that fact and also i'm just like there's a non-zero chance that like 400 years from now there are streets with my name on it because we're weird animals mm-hmm like we are weird and like the number of Harriet Tubman middle schools and like Sojourner Truth elementary schools and mm-hmm. Ida B. Wells high schools that exist in this country is bonkers. So yeah. I'm like, I'm just saying you never know. Somebody might dig you up someday and be like, oh, these people know what they were talking about. Yeah. They were before their time. Yeah. I feel like they should be celebrated. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, 
whatever. I'm just people are weird. That's all yeah, I'm saying. They're weird. So, so yeah. Before we get into it too much, do we have a do we have a, a drinking game or something to to entertain the folks with? Um. Yeah, I was thinking of drinking my little non-alcoholic mojito that I'm very much enjoying. Every time you think this could have been avoided if people just minded their own business. (laughs) 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 This situation could have been avoided. Like none of this had to happen. You could have just minded your goddamn business. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Got it. That's perfect. I love that. Uh, So... So we're going to talk about Jezebel, her life, uh, who she was. There's not really like, I mean, there's, you know, honestly, like her survival going like through a good chunk of first Kings and even into uh, actually, does she go into second? Yeah, she goes into second Kings. Like for the Bible, she survives a long time, mm-hmm. you know, like she, mm-hmm. she's yeah. she's got staying power, if you will. And so it's it and it's interesting because you know most of her life is in the book of kings and kings the book of kings was written in some ways as like a this like so this is written well most people believe it was written after the time of the exile or during the time of the mm-hmm. exile right and i feel like i keep saying things that need explained so the exile was when you know particularly the kingdom of judah was exiled in babylon um they were basically taken captive and, you know, so there was these writings that came about that was almost like, this is why this happened. So it's like a theological history. Like, right. it's written from a very particular point of view to basically say, like, this this is why God is allowing this to happen. Punish, punishing, punishing us. Punishing us, you know, like. Yeah. So, like, if we wrote an American history of, like, why America, you know, is the way it is, um, you know, or I don't know, like, let's say 200 years from now, you know, America crumbles and dies. That's optimistic, probably. But um, <laughs> and, and there were Christians uh, that were like, faith, it crumbled Justin. and died because we turned from God. They would they would right. write a history that would be very theologically skewed towards you know, like, mm-hmm. oh, we allowed gay marriage and oh, all the sitting and oh, you know, the social safety net. That's what did us in um, mm-hmm. or something, you know, whatever weird mm-hmm. evangelical thing. So it's like it's written with a very particular point, I guess is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> and it's, it has a very dim view of the northern kingdom. So I feel like I'm in like teacher mode right now, but just like no, do just it, to do catch it, people up important. to what's happening. This is important context. Yeah. I think it's important context. So there was a unified kingdom under David and then his son Solomon. And then Solomon, Solomon just built a bunch of shit and infrastructure and things. And then there was a succession problem with Solomon's sons. All 8,000 of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you have that many concubines and that many kids, there's a succession problem. So mm-hmm. essentially the kingdom split into two kingdoms. There's a northern kingdom and a southern kingdom. Uh, the southern kingdom they got was, into a fight. you know, Judah. And, and the history books, well, I should say the history books, the Bible history books, which may or may not be all that accurate, are heavily skewed towards Judah's the good kingdom. The northern kingdom of Israel is the bad kingdom. Yeah, well, like the Judah's the faithful kingdom, yeah, faithful, yeah. and yeah, the northern kingdom of Israel is like, you know, worshiping idols and like doing all these 
building Asherah poles, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, doing all of the pagany fun things. And so, yeah, Judah and Judah's had this very much like God's going to get your ass. I suppose if we were to look at it a different way, the kingdom of Israel was like building alliances with their neighbors and like actually doing the work of governance. And the Southern kingdom was like religious fundamentalist isolationists. That's Mm. possibly Mm -hmm. another way to look at it. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even that kind of breaks down, but like, so over time there is, um, and there's several different succession crises, crises, even within these kingdoms, you know, there's people that just decide that they want to be King and then they have a big enough army, they become King. So Omri was a King. And then he, I think it was his son or maybe his grandson. I can't remember. Is, is Ahab, which Ahab, if you've, you know, sat in Sunday school for a hot minute, you know, Ahab was the bad king. But Ahab and and and, and the captain and, you know, so, yeah, and a, and a captain. Yes. Um, but <laughs> Ahab and Ahab's dad, like, had done a good job of building alliances. And so he marries this woman uh, who was the daughter of the king of Tyre, which was a Phoenician kingdom named Jezebel. Very expedient move politically, yes. I would say. Like, yeah. It was a smart move. Very smart move. And probably brought him a lot of riches and enriched his kingdom and probably was good for his citizens as well. Oh, yeah. Having connections to the Phoenicians. Hell yeah. Yeah. So you wanted that, that would have been good for the people. So again, like it's one of those things that like maybe Ahab was a shitty king, but also like we're viewing him through this odd lens of right. he's not a fundamentalist Yahwist, therefore mm-hmm. he sucks. He sucks. Right. Or exclusionary Yahwist. Maybe fundamentalist is probably a harsh way of saying he didn't worship just Yahweh, therefore just, he's bad. Yeah. Jezebel worshiped, you know, Baal or Baal or and Honestly, that word really just translates to mean Lord or overlord. I mean, the actual name of the deity could have been another, you know, it's like, it's it's kind of like a... It, it's like how we say God. Yeah, it is kind of like how we say God or Lord. It's like capital G God, but it's also just like a noun mm-hmm. that you can use to describe, you know, to identify a thing. Yeah. So. So. Interesting. She worshipped a God that wasn't God. That wasn't, that wasn't the real God. That wasn't the real one. The fake one. <laughs> Um, and so she, but like, and as you do, when you marry a foreign queen, you like set up, you know, uh, things for her to, to to be comfortable, you know, like we want to, you know, so he sets up temples for Baal. She, he sets up various ways of worship. There's cults that form around her and truth, truthfully in this, I mean, I learned this in seminary, like, you know, these kingdoms weren't like only Yahweh and but like there was right. a lot of m- mixed worship you know throughout yes so and there was also a lot of like well Yahweh is our God and but like next door over yonder like Baal that's their God and they're both gods but like mm-hmm. my God might kick your ass if you get out of hand yeah or that's what they hoped well, which is why <laughs> the Ten Commandments say like you shall not have any other gods before me <laughs> With the under like, the understanding that there are other gods, because that's what I mean. That's how they viewed it, which I think is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with that. Yeah. But anyway, so so it kind of creates this religious crisis in the kingdom, 
where you have mm. people, I mean, you, these people aren't depicted in the Bible, but there are probably a lot of people that are like, live and let live. Like I worship Yahweh, I worship Baal, like it's, it's fine, you know. And there were people that were like more into worshiping these Phoenician gods that were probably felt very represented, if you will, mm-hmm. and probably empowered and probably started building more things. And then there were these people that were kind of more they hard. They got all uppity and. Yeah, they got all <laughs> uppity. Yeah. Knock them back you down. Know? And then there were these more traditional, you know, Yahwist or, you know, Yahweh worshipers mm-hmm. that were like, hey, whoa, whoa, this can't, you know, this is too far, you know, which right, right. I mean, these are people like I mean, we do this with political parties, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. one party gets in power and all of a sudden they start doing things. And we're like, whoa, wait a second. And, some, you know, it's like it, it, this, this is kind of what's happening here. Uh, and there are some people that are like, I don't really give a fuck. Like, did it rain yesterday? Right. Great. So this is what's going on right now. So we have this Jezebel person and and some of her stories we have covered on this podcast before. So I'm not going to get in super detail about some of it. So she kind of comes on the scene and I just I find it interesting, like the depiction of her just as a person. She's this foreign queen, you know, all uppity and, you know, oh, she's corrupting Ahab. You know, it's just it's very this very like narrow view, like of anything new, you know? Uh, yeah. Uh huh. And can I just like interject that like, again, from the context, I know you've already explained this, but I feel like from the context of this being, you know, a story, at least the story in Kings of being exilic or post exilic, Mm -hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense, like you said, that they're looking back and trying to be critical of like, where did we go wrong? Mm -hmm. You know, like, where did we get off the right path? And so to me, it makes a lot of sense, especially, you know, given how people behave now. It's like, well, we want our kids to know that this ain't it. You know, it's like Yahweh or the highway. That is what we're doing here. And so for, I think that the framing makes a lot of sense once you have the actual context and not just like the Bible-y context, mm-hmm. that you would frame it that way. Because, you know, it's like, oh, I just got back from, from exile. I don't want to do that shit again. I don't want my kids to have to do that. Like mm-hmm. red flags all the way around. Like, let's not do this again. Yeah. So yeah, that piece, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, like as this ball worship is, you know, increasing, you know, there's, you know, the, and the Bible describes that, you know, these now these Yahweh worshipers are being persecuted. You can read that at face value with what the Bible is saying, or you could read it more like, you know, the the Mayflower folks, which are like, Maybe they were, quote unquote, persecuted because they were creating a lot of problems. (laughs) You can read it how you want. You know, the Bible indicates that they were persecuted, you know, where like, oh, Obadiah, you know, has to like hide them in a cave. And, you know, we've talked about this before, um, you know, on our podcast about uh, the Mount Carmel showdown with, you know, Elijah kind of becomes the thing and like, you know, kind of pits against Jezebel's prophets versus Elijah. And it kind of just becomes the thing. And, and you kind of see this throughout the narrative of Elijah. It's like this, this Jezebel, she kind of becomes this stand in for everything wrong with this country. And if we just got rid of her and these ball worshipers, we could take Israel back for God, uh, ancient Israel, you know, and it just like <laughs> make Israel great again, make Israel great again. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I just, I, I feel like I just continue to need to point out like people are people. And I mm-hmm. feel like a lot of these weird impulses that we have today, like they, they, there's nothing new, 
just yeah and and actually that's what i find interesting about about the bible it's not the oh god did this it's like oh like five thousand years ago like these were people Uh you know and and they had similar problems to what we do and face similar things and you know and if there are success stories in history and there are you know at least a a dozen maybe uh (laughs) you know we Uh we can learn from that Uh so okay so that's a whole thing. And then, you know, there's that showdown and then all of her prophets are killed because that's how that's how things went. We if you entered into a competition in the ancient Near East, death was what was on the line. You know, uh-huh. yeah. there wasn't a friendly game of baseball. It was like the loser dies. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, um, yeah. and made competitions more interesting, I think. Um, yeah, probably. So the- I mean, the Mayans and the Aztecs also. Mm-hmm. It's like. It's a game of basketball, but if you lose, you might lose all the way. Yeah. It's a game of basketball that they played with their fucking hips. Like, uh huh. That's what. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I suspect they were all really good dancers. I imagine so, because they played a game <laughs> where you would die if you lost and you couldn't use, I, could, I think you couldn't use your hands or your feet. It was all in the mm. hips. So. So, yeah. So and then and of course, Elijah is really sad because he feels like he's the only, you know, I'm the only worshiper of Yahweh, worshiper of Yahweh left. Yeah. Like, what about all the 200 prophets that got hit in the cave by your man? Mm -hmm. Like, they're just they're (laughs) what are you talking? about? We lost him in the cave. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's the entwives of like ancient Israel. (laughs) It's like. No, we lost them. <laughs> we don't know where they are. We don't know where they are. I had a, I did have a pet theory that they were in the Shire, but that was just my pet oh, theory. Oh, that's so cute. Isn't that cute? The I love that. Are in, that's so cute. They're yeah. just in the, shower, in the Shire. But uh, so, so then kind of Jezebel goes off. Because again, like Kings, kind of the narrative goes back and forth between these two kingdoms. So then there's this episode with Naboth, Naboth's Vineyard, which we've also covered. Here's what I find fascinating about this now looking at just Jezebel, though. And Tori, I want to get your thoughts on this. So Jezebel, so just kind of give a little summary. So Naboth is this guy who had this nice vineyard and Ahab wanted it and he couldn't get it. So Jezebel's like, hey, here's how you get this vineyard. We're going to get two false witnesses to say that he is slandering God, God being Yahweh. And then um, and then they'll kill him. You know, like we'll put we'll put him on trial and we'll stone him and he'll die. And then you can just take the vineyard. And I find it I don't think I've ever put it together. I find it fucking fascinating that she has this showdown with Elijah over how great ball is. And then she turns Mm -hmm. around and it's like, hey, why don't we get people to say that guy over there worships ball and then we'll get him killed. And we'll take his vineyard. Like. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Just like, okay, if these are the rules now, I'm going to play. Yeah. And, and she plays to win. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All of the time. I mean, again, she had enough water for the 400 prophets mm-hmm. during a famine. So. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she's she's a messy bitch that likes drama. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, you know. Um, 
And that's why it was it was that it was that Phoenician in her. <laughs> yeah, it was the Phoenician. Um, yeah, so I just I find that fascinating. That's like she's just kind of flits in and out and just kind of not changes sides, but it's just like whatever. Like mm-hmm. I, I I play to win. What does it take to win? Right. This is what I do. Right. You know, and I mean, I don't I don't like it, but I can respect the hustle to a certain point. Uh, and this is, of course, when Elijah comes on and says, uh, you're going to die and be devoured by dogs, which it doesn't happen right away. Ahab, her husband later dies in battle uh, as as happens, as you do, as you do <laughs> when you're the king, when you're the king. And, you know, he goes to battle with Jehoshaphat, who was the king of Judah, which we talked about a few weeks ago, which problematically, can I just say evangelical memories? Could have minded your business, though. Could have minded. Could have just minded your business. Could have just been dead. Yeah, wouldn't have been dead. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And what is this evangelical? So, um, in my piece? in my youth, um, my church put on a lot of these like little plays, you know, like you know, get the kids mm, involved, mm-hmm. and we'll enact mm-hmm. a battle, have a Bible story. We did like a Jonah's whale thing, so we had this. Mm. We had this. We had this uh, one of these plays was about Jehoshaphat and it was like the joke was like he's fat, fat Jehoshaphat, you know, and like we had like this kid in like this pillowed like fat suit kind of deal that would like come out like being fat, fat Jehoshaphat, you know? Yeah, like I like I'm not going to sing it, but the song is in my head like, you know, there are facts that I've forgotten, but that song will remain. So yeah. Yeah. And then like, you know, when they do the like period of fasting, you know, because the army's on his way, well, then like all the pillows come out of, you know, and like, oh, if Jehoshaphat lost the weight, you know, or something like super problematic. Like I'm just because of all the fasting, because of all the fasting, the not eating, just <laughs> folks not eating is how you lose weight. Like that was the message that that anyway, that's not true. And and also how you win battles. Apparently. Yeah. Like starve yourself. <laughs> like, it seems like starve yourself then go to war that's how you do it that's how you do it well i mean but jehoshaphat walked away and ahab didn't so eh, fair you know, fair enough fair enough anyway so that just, i had to get that memory i had to exercise that out of my out of my mm-hmm. consciousness mm-hmm. so this happens she doesn't die right away though she still goes on um ahab's son inherits the throne he uh, dies later, um, freak accident. Again, this happens. So he's succeeded by his brother. And, and Jezebel's just still living, you know. But then, then um, Elisha, who was Elijah's, I don't know. Replacement. Replacement. I don't know. Uh, lover. Who can, who can say? Uh, who can really say? So he decides... That history is not moving fast enough, I suppose. Like we have to, f- we have to get this prophecy fulfilled. Oh, so right. he just goes and anoints Jehu or Jehu, whatever, as king over Israel, which is like kind of a brazen thing to do. Yeah, like, yeah, bold move. There my is guy. currently a king, but we don't like him because he's tangentially related to Ahab. Um, <laughs> So, mm. and then the actually the funny thing in the text though is like Jihu like thinks the guy's crazy, 
Like if you read the, if you kind of read the text, let me pull it up here. Yeah. So a young man, the the servant of the prophet went to Ramoth Gilead. Uh, and when he arrived, uh, there were captains of the army sitting and he said, I have a message for you, commander. And Jehu said, uh, for which one of us? They're kind of like, we're all kind of commanders sitting down. We're like, this is a general party. And he said for you. And then he arose and, and he anoints him. And then, you know, and then like, and he anoints him specifically to like, you know, you shall strike down the house of Ahab. So you're going to kill all of Ahab's descendants. Um, you're going to, you know, kill, you know, this, you're going to kill Jezebel. Like you're going to do all these things. The dogs will eat Jezebel on the plot of ground at Jezebel. You know, like you're going to kill her, kill her really good. Um, so, <laughs> God. and then he opened the door and fled. <laughs> this prophet okay. guy. So <laughs> I feel like they do that. Is, I feel like that is a th- that is a that's a very like big profit energy. I feel just, like they do that a lot. Just bounced a lot. Then Jehu like, came okay. out uh, to the servant of his master and said to one of them, "Is all the like like and you know to the servant of his master?" And one said to him, "So the servant said to him, um, I'm actually sorry. I'm going to change versions here. I was kind of clicking around, and the mm. version I'm reading right now is just a very wooden, a very wooden translation. So." When Jehu joined his master's servants, they asked him, is everything all right? Why did this madman visit you? Uh, like, and he returned, it's not important. You know what this kind of man amazing. he is and what kind of things he says. Like, he's basically saying, like, like this is a crazy person. Right. Um, and then, like, no, you're lying. Tell us what he said. And then he told him, like, I, I, I can almost mm-hmm. see, like, he anointed me king of Israel. Like, what a weirdo. And then, the, and then that's right. when people are like, whoa, what the, you know, and then like Jehu, king of Israel. I think he's like, that was a crazy person that just did this. Right. Like, what is going right. on? Um, I mean, he fully embraces it later in the book, folks. But but he, because then he just kind of goes on a rampage. But it's like, it seems like initially he's like, this is a weirdo, as you do. So. Yeah, with Elisha. Yeah, that is. That is always going to be the first conclusion you draw. Yeah, so this dude bounces. Uh, okay. You know, fast forward, a lot of death, a lot of destruction, and we get to where Jezebel finally is confronted by Jehu. And she decides, I mean, if you're going to go out, go out in style, I guess. Um, sure. You know, and again, like had this weird little prophet minded his own business, we wouldn't be here. But here we are. If Jehu had minded his own business, we wouldn't be here. Totally. Probably the kingdom totally. would have been rather stable. Um, Actually, yeah. Without this. But so anyway, he goes on. A, he's like, he's assassinating people. He's, you know, whatever. Because some crazy guy, some guy he thought was crazy, anointed him to be king. It's like, look, I didn't ask for this, but I got to do the revolution. And some crazy guy came in and told me that I have to. D- I'm in charge now. You have to leave. You know, like I, it's big. I don't really want to hate gay people or women, but the Bible makes me energy. The Bible, God is making me. You know, <laughs> yeah. like if it was up to me, I would love women and gay people, but but I, I just my hands my are tied. Hands man. are tied. You know, I have to be a patriarch, like because God said. <laughs> Yeah. Collect myself from that that bullshit. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. So he confronts her and, you know, I mean, she's, she's just not having it. Mm -hmm. So 
uh, you know, so she puts on her eyeliner. She picks up, you know, it even this is what the Bible says. She puts on eyeliner, <laughs> fixed up her hair. You know, I mean, she, she, you know, if you're going to go out go out in style, I can, I can, I can admire the flex, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Jihu came to the gate. She said, is everything all right? Zimri, murderer of his master. Uh, Zimri was another person who murdered a king and became king. And he was only king for seven days. So she's just shooting her shot. Um, mm-hmm. He looked up at the window as who was on and, and said, who was on my side? Who? And uh, so he's like, who basically inside there is on my side? Two or three eunuchs looked down at him and he said, throw her down. So they threw her down. <laughs> Like, I don't know, maybe they were just tired of dealing with her. I don't know. Um, or maybe they were just like, I'm not getting killed for this. Yeah. That, that, yes, that's fair. Very fair. So, so they threw her down and she hit the ground and her blood spattered against the wall and the horses. That's an interesting detail. <laughs> like the poor horses. Um, so her blood spattered against the ground and the horses and Jihu drove his chariot over her. It, real class it seems act. Unnecessary. Yeah, you, you know, it seems unnecessary. Yeah. Again, mind your damn business. Like, right, right. It's like, okay, cool it, bro. She's dead. Yeah, calm down. Did you have to like? It's like one of those things, like where like they kill or an animal or almost kill it, and then like summon the king to like do the final, you know? Oh, like, right. Yeah, like, the hunting where they like fake catch it for the king. Yeah. And then they're like, here you go. Here you go. You get to do it. You get to do the big thing. You killed. Oh, you got it. Good job. I can't have Yay. eunuchs taking this victory away from me. So I got to no. roll over her with my chariot. You asked them to do it, bro. Seriously. What did you think was going to happen? You know, like you had eunuchs do your dirty work for you. Lay siege like a man or get out yeah. of here. You know? Yeah, totally. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I just always feel bad because, like, you you gotta you have to clean bodies up, or like people get really sick. So it's like, why are you making a bigger mess for other people to clean up? Very rude. Mm-hmm. Very rude to the wait staff, Jehu. Mm-hmm. Don't like it. Not here for that. Yeah, for sure. We st- He's the guy, kind of guy who trashes his hotel room just because he knows he won't get in trouble for it. <laughs> Nobody can do anything. Yeah, very much that energy. So he went inside and had a meal. Um, as you do. Um, and then said, dispose of this accursed woman's corpse, bury her uh, for after all, she was a King's daughter. But when they went to bury her, they found nothing left, but the skull, the feet, the palms of the hands. There's significance there. I'm sure. Yeah. But it also doesn't sound like literal. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, basically. And so they were like, so they went back and told him and he said, this is the fulfillment of the Lord's message. When he spoke through his servant, Elijah, the Tishbite and the plot of land at Jezreel, dogs will devour Jezebel's flesh. What, which like, they don't know that dogs did that, you know, like. doesn't seem like they know that. No, no. I imagine if dogs did it, they wouldn't politely leave behind her feet, hands and head. The feet. Like, no, it's too gamey, man. Mm. Just leave it. No. Leave it. We got to no. go. <laughs> no. Sorry. So, yeah. Um, what do we yeah. What do we think of this Jezebel person? I mean, I do like, I do think that, you know, I, I, like we were talking about at the beginning, she's kind of seen as like, like her name is kind of seen as a slur by, I guess, I don't know how to, I don't know how to word it because it's not just like evangelical men like there's all kinds of men that like that use this but i think 
that if Jezebel had been a man and using the same strategy, it'd be like, oh yeah, way to go. You really, you really got that guy. You got him good. Mm-hmm. You're the king. I, you know what they do with David, like fucking David. Mm-hmm. Like if Jezebel had been a man, I'm quite convinced they would have been like, you know what? That's brave. And you, you stood up to the guy and now you're dead. And sometimes that's what happens. It's one of the liabilities. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the king, but she's not, you know? And so it's just this very like vastly different lens on it of I was just like, oh, she's she's tricksy. <laughs> like, you know, she wasn't playing fair or whatever. And yeah, it it's it is really interesting how strategy from like strategic moves made by women is like seen as kind of nefarious and like unfair. Mm-hmm. And the same strategic moves made by men are lauded and you know considered very like wise thoughtful you had a lot of foresight Mm -hmm. very shrewd right um and it's the exact same shit it's just like somebody's got a penis that's the difference Mm -hmm. so yeah i don't like i don't like that part of it that part really really bugs me i don't know that i feel like jezebel has a lot of redeeming characteristics though like she kind of in a way seems like a king's daughter Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know yeah, just very sort of used to getting her own way. And I don't know, like maybe not particularly considerate of other people. I don't know like what to make of this. I want my neighbor's field shit. <laughs> She's like, oh, listen, we can get this for you. Yeah, these these people are crazy for Yahweh. So we can see for Yahweh. We can use this to our advantage. Yeah. And that's that's where I find. Yeah, I don't think she's a particularly like it, it's not like um I feel like characters in the Bible like, you know, Eve or um even Esther or Vashti, you know, like people that mm-hmm. are, yeah, maybe even Vashti I'll use that can like be portrayed as somewhat villainous, like can also mm-hmm. be I think reinterpreted to have these more aspirational qualities, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, Eve was framed yeah, or like Vashti view. like stood up uh, you know, like for herself, for herself. And that's like, that's a to good thing. Drunken ass. Husband. Um, but like, I mean, like not every woman negatively portrayed in the Bible was secretly a good person. You know, I think probably Jezebel was not great. Yeah. I mean, I, I tend to assume that about royalty, just sort of in general, I tend to assume that it's not necessarily always true. But yeah, and it, it does the other piece of it, like they're always complaining about this. It's like, well, that's just convenient because it fits your narrative. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. You know, it's again, we're like reading translations of translations of translations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like each one of each one of which had its own like political agenda. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it it I think that it is kind of hard to say. And I think Jezebel is interesting because from what I understand, they're outside of the Bible, there's like historical record of her existing. Yeah. And so, yeah, I wonder again, because this was because of the angle that um, or the lens through which this book was written, it would make a lot of sense to portray her very poorly. Right. Because she was like 
her guys were like opposite God in the showdown with Elijah on the hill and, and the bull, mm-hmm. you know? And so again, if you were trying to make this like a cautionary tale for your children so that they don't like get chained up and drug across the desert to fuck knows where you're probably, you know, you have an incentive to make certain individuals or portray certain individuals as like this very extremely like cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Like don't, don't be like this, which then, and, and again, like in adding the fact that she is a woman on top of that, it's like, seems like there could have very easily been some sort of politically useful agenda in, in only portraying shitty stuff that she did, or just like, I don't know, mm-hmm. unkind things yeah. that she did. Um, you know, I, I think, again, I, I feel like she had, she had to have some amount of, I don't know, she had to have some amount of empathy, at least for like, her dudes, right? Like she had her 400 prophets and she's like feeding them, making sure they have water. Mm-hmm. They're like years into a drought. And she's like, she's not sending them to the dogs. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Is that something? Who knows? I haven't a clue, but she's got that tie you know, inside and muddy flowing in. <sighs> I mean, maybe, maybe she does. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't need gold coins. I don't need bars of gold. I need clean water. I need water. <laughs> like, I, um, I feel like that should go on a t-shirt. These are not the same thing. I don't need bars of These gold. are not the same. <laughs> I need clean water. I'm like, uh, I, yeah. Yeah, and no. it's interesting. I almost think, like, I kind of think of her almost like uh, Marie Antoinette, like this foreign queen that comes mm. in and, like, you know, wasn't maybe a good person, but also, like, didn't say let them eat cake and probably didn't deserve to lose their head, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, like, I think it's sorry. Nobody deserves to be thrown over a wall and eaten by dogs. Mm-hmm. Not even Jezebel. Yeah. Like, you're that shit. Don't do yeah, that. Don't don't <laughs> do. Don't be that guy. Like, don't run over people with your chariot. Like, just grow up. It's fine. If you vanquish someone <laughs> in battle, don't be insulting about it. Like, right. you know, and it wasn't right. even battle. Like, again, he had the eunuchs do it for him. Which mm-hmm. I kind of kind of feels like, especially the way the biblical narrative treats eunuchs. Like, I don't know. Yeah, just be be a be a cool guy or gal or person. You know, it's not hard. Yeah, like it just really isn't hard. You can be a decent revolutionary. I think possibly. That's very profound. I think so. I think it's, I think it's possible. And I think that part of, yeah, I think it's, I think it's possible, but I think it really depends on like who's in charge of the revolution. Mm -hmm. Like who gets assigned with like deciding what we're going to do. And when you anoint a opportunistic general, um, (laughs) it's probably going to be pretty ugly. Yeah. No, because and uh, like, okay, so that's, that's another piece of it, right? It's like, when you're in that position of like, I'm doing the revolution. It's like, you didn't back then. It wasn't like, Oh, you absolutely have to kill X, Y, or Z. It's like, I can just make you my queen. And then I, then, you know, it's very clear that I'm the boss. Like mm-hmm. the other guy got killed. I killed the other guy and I took your mama. <laughs> like yeah. I took your wife. Yeah. <laughs> um, wife, mom, you know, so whatever. like it was your, 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 sister mom um and (laughs) 
so that was also that was also an option like it didn't you didn't have to like ball out by being like Mm. oh well god said the dogs so it's got to be the dogs yeah because he (laughs) i think he killed like 80 people in the house of ahab like it was not a genocide but a of family side like it was big like, like yeah it's like okay but like what? i don't know like Why? every single person like kind of connected possibly related to ahab they murdered for reasons like obviously mm-hmm. it didn't work out for you because like sennacherib <sighs> came and just beat your ass you know later so like just like how did you not see that coming yeah <laughs> Like, which again, like if you want to look at it through a more like maybe critical or historical lens, you have this King Ahab and his dad or grandfather Omri, like that made all these alliances with foreign powers, kept the kingdom relatively safe. You murder Mm -hmm. him and install this general guy. And like, then all of these powers that be see your vulnerability and then they march in and steal your shit. Right. Like, we don't have alliances with this dude. We don't know who this yeah, is. I don't know who G who is. <laughs> Fuck that guy. I mean, he, right. he did he did reign for like 40 years or something, and there were plenty of kings after him, but it was still like they weren't exactly playing by the rules. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, they, they fucked around and they found out. Yeah. Which, I mean, it always sucks. Mm-hmm. Like the finding out always sucks. Finding out is never good. Doesn't matter who you are. <laughs> And it's never, it's never like, like the proportions are off. The fucking around is fun, but the finding out is worse. Uh You know, like. Yes. Yes. Often by orders of magnitude. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. (laughs) Oops. If you fucked around at like a two or three, you're going to find out on a seven or eight. Mm -hmm. That's just, it's just physics. (laughs) Yep. Amazing. So, uh, you know, we haven't done in a long time. We haven't done a casting. We need to do a casting Mm. here. Mm -hmm. For, I'm going to say Ahab, Jezebel, and Jehu. This probably is going to seem a little bit weird, but like, I feel like some of the, I feel like some of the portrayals of Jezebel, like some of the paintings and whatever, have her with like red hair. So for whatever reason, like my immediate thought went to, Bryce Dallas Howard. I feel like she would be a really good Jezebel. But yeah, that's I don't know. Hmm. Not that I think that that's like what Phoenicians looked like or something. <laughs> it was just I was looking at like old, you know, old paintings because like the only thing there was available to paint for like 600 years in Western Europe was the Bible. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. <laughs> for whatever reason that was. Hmm. Let's see here. Ahab. Was he old or was he young? I, I, mean, I feel like you could go either way with that one. I don't know. Ahab. I'd have to sit with that one for a minute. And did you did you do one for Jihu? I mean, what's his... Oh, God, no. That was a president. Hang on. <laughs> Gerard Butler? Hmm. I was going to say Gerald Ford. <laughs> not, not remotely the same guy. <laughs> Not remotely. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I like Gerard Butler. I feel like that's good. Yeah. Maybe a young Mel Gibson kind of vibes, too. 
younger Mel mm. Gibson, Braveheart era Mel Gibson could be Jihu. I'm going to say for Ahab, I'm going to say, oh, this is going to be actually a fun casting because I just I'm going to say Christian Bale for Ahab. Okay. okay. Like I've seen him in a beard. I feel like he can pull it off. I'm going to I'm also going to say I'm going to cast Jezebel pretty young. Okay. I'm going to say Jenna Ortega. Um, okay. Yeah. So I don't know that it's a great casting, really, but I wanted to go a little bit younger just to like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that'd be a fun dynamic to play around with. And then only because I cast Christian Bale as Ahab, I want to cast Hugh Jackman as. Jihu, mm-hmm. just because I want to bring great some yep. like prestige Absolutely. rival vibes, you know, uh-huh. I, I feel like uh-huh. especially if you could do some scenes with the two of them early on before Ahab dies, I think I feel like this would be fun. And perhaps yeah. now I'm thinking I cast Jezebel too young, but I'm going to stand by it because I just it's what I said. It's fine. She was I mean, in in, in a lot of ways. She was sort of a political prisoner. <laughs> See, this is kind of the vibe I'm going for. <laughs> right. Maybe a more right. sympathetic like, view of Jezebel. Um, right. Yeah. It's like, oh, I didn't sign up for this. This is just like, I'm just a pawn for my dad. And there's a lot of fundamentalists here. And I don't know mm-hmm. how to deal with it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back and like accidentally sink in the ocean yeah is that cool see ya um i actually think it'd be an interesting to do an episode on jihu if only because i feel like he was a barely believer that just like capitalized on this weird the weird moment weird moment created Mm -hmm. by religious extremism (laughs) (laughs) that doesn't sound familiar at all yeah I don't know. We might we might revisit that. But yeah, I think I think I think Jezebel's been covered. All right. So may you rest in peace. Well, rest in pieces, to douche. Uh, <laughs> oh, sad. Oh. I do feel bad for her. I don't think she did anything other than screwing over the whatever Naboth guy or yeah. whoever her whoever their neighbor was. I don't think she was like. And that was just her getting in good with her husband slash captor. And also, like, that might, again, that might have been a thing that was, like, assigned to her after the fact. Yes. Kind of like the Marie Antoinette let them eat cake Mm -hmm. thing. Like, it's not something she ever said. But, like, that's what she was quoted as saying. Mm -hmm. So For, like, hundreds of years. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, see? See, I feel like this is going to be a good film. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Hope you enjoyed our little jaunt down. Um, I was going to say memory lane, but it's, well, I guess it is memory lane. Um, In a way, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. If you would like to support the show, patreon.com slash go home Bible. Uh, follow us on the things at go home Bible. And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week.
1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.